<laughs> good enough got the bop okay all right how who, who do we want to go first well i feel i've gone first the last two times haven't i so why don't you go first why don't you give us what you got today but also hello okay. listeners as you probably heard i got a mic bitches <laughs> you're hearing me crystal clear we heard you from the five of you i get it so i got one here we are um i feel like we also have i'm just gonna keep doing shout outs maybe that'll entice more people listen listen. and you get a fucking shout out (laughs) um shout out to nick he's a loyal fan shout out to kara loyal fan um other people we have mentioned in the past but we also i did you see what claire yes. posted claire. on her snapchat story Home girl i was so yeah. touched girl messaged me and we love and appreciate you thank you for listening <laughs> and um to my organ friends phoebe maddie cat other maddie not other maddie maddie <laughs> maddie m thank you for listening or if you haven't listened yet and you listen to this in the future just know i was thinking of you so (laughs) thank you to all of our loyal supporters we're back again oh also sarah oh sarah Sarah needs to shout out too sarah i appreciate sarah okay also ladies and gentlemen now that i have a high quality (laughs) microphone you can probably 100 percent hear my cat i'm sorry okay it's all about the ambiance okay does the cat die (laughs) so makes more sense but we have cats going on you know um i feel like speaking of which third episode in maybe we should talk about our cats okay yeah we can do that you know what i I mean like they are our children of my life i get it half the reason we're doing this we to did, support them you does know does the cat die yeah exactly to put food in their yes. bowls so and also there are one of our bonding they really were moments as we got them and now we're tied for life <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> it's so funny to me that not only do we have like brother and sister momo and rue <laughs> we also have you have their their incestual kids. kids. Wow. Oh God. So yeah, we have Momo and Rue, who Gotcha Day was the other day, and every time their Gotcha Day comes up, I just think about how we drove up to Crete to go and get them, and we brought them home in one carrier because yes. we were yes, broke we bitches, were. and they were screaming <laughs> and shitting the entire way All home. I remember is that we stopped at petco before we went out got like all of our supplies we were like okay what do they need what we're gonna get because this was ladies and gentlemen this was a spur of a moment we had not been planning this our apartment did not allow cats but we were like well we, what if we just yeah put the message out there you know what does the goddess of the universe have to say to us and then we got a message two kins <laughs> available for free hell yeah back in also, shout out to Riley if he ever listens yeah. to this because he's the one who hooked us and up with our children. Always, that was the best day of our lives, honestly. So, yeah, and we got the cats and then we came back. And I remember we had to stop at Petco again because we had to get, like, 
um soap (laughs) guys when i tell you it was (laughs) i have never seen shit so liquidated (laughs) they had just been rolling for a whole 40 minute drive we got home not only had to sneak two cats into our apartment but they had to sneak covered in shit into our apartment had to give them a bath oh my god oh god that's when it all started (laughs) and then they and then momo just decided to get it on with his sister (laughs) and And then then we had two little children who were just born when we became grandparents we had four cats four cats an apartment that we weren't even (laughs) supposed to have one in (laughs) shout out to shannon our landlord shout out to i was gonna say i don't remember her name she didn't put up with shit actually she didn't do shit but god bless her for not ever like we got our whole deposit back ladies and gentlemen when we had two cats and two kids who definitely didn't always use the litter box and we still got like a no all of our deposit back and i still to this day thank the lord for that because one girl needed that money but two we put that apartment through the fucking ringer that's so funny yeah oh we love them they are why we they are why we're here today who we are i momo is a special special little boy he is the dumbest cat i've ever had in my entire life but i wouldn't trade him for the world and he's i don't know where i went wrong raising him because (laughs) but you know i wouldn't change a thing now we have two beautiful children and then two beautiful step or grandchildren that we love so dearly and who are also Mm -hmm. very very lots of personality lots of personality is all i'm gonna say (laughs) yeah but now we're here miles away but bonded and then you have your own little oh yes you have your own little baby i got yeah we're just gonna do a full intro to all the cats um i also have jinx i don't know if anyone or if you guys haven't known i talk about her all the time because she is the light of my life she is the most precious little she (laughs) was on the streets of la you guys and (laughs) and then she came to the humane society here in oregon and evan took me my partner fiance feels weird saying for my birthday and we came home with jinx and she is the most precious little i call her my little burrito baby because she is built like a burrito and she is a (laughs) chunky chunky little gal and i love her and she beats up momo daily she puts him in his place okay momo as she hear, momo gets a little vocal sometimes starts acting like a little bitch and jinx has none of that (laughs) jinx has seen shit that we would never understand and so she slaps him around it's a good balance (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh i just love cats i do too okay well do you want me to go first then how do you want to do this i feel like i've gone first the last couple times two episodes we were on episode three don't know why i'm acting like we've been doing this for years but you can go first because i think the one so mine is pretty long but like there's a lot of like okay i feel like you can go first we can kind of see how we're doing on time because i think a lot of the information i can kind of go through and kind of cut what maybe feels like you know needs to be here maybe Mm -hmm. what we feel can kind of be like cut and kind of review um but 
Okay. I didn't look into yours or anything, so I would be happy to hear yours first. And it sounds like you've listened to something that's similar to mine, so, you know, we'll just go with yours first. Um, I, I was going to say, sorry. What I just that? gave you a thumbs up. Why did I do the little emoji? FaceTime is so... No, it's not going to do it. Wow. Okay. Well, so we've never claim to be just a simply Never. true crime podcast <laughs> clearly since we're on episode three we, have we can still decide who we want to be <laughs> it's early days <laughs> listen i i love me some mm-hmm. true crime but i also just love some morbid also a little morbid historical yes. type shit and that's what today's is gonna be because jake and i have been watching um the I've already seen most of the tapes, mm-hmm. like you know, there's John Wayne Gacy. Oh John yeah, yeah, like the like Netflix. Bundy. We documentaries, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I just needed a break from some mm-hmm. true crime, even though I listen to it all day, every day. I was like, I'm gonna research something a little yeah. less heavy. Like my other stories have been heavy. What <laughs> am I talking about? <laughs> They're literally the opposite. Well, a time will happen. I feel um, like you find, you find cases that I'm like, how did you find this? Or where did you find this information? You know? My favorite murder, and that's why we drink. Yeah. See, Morbid. we listen 24-7, but you find those, those cases that shit. I feel like no one has heard of. And they're always so interesting. Like, last mm-hmm. episode we did, I have never... Jeff yeah, Mongoose. I have never, ever heard anything like that in my life. Ever heard of it. And I am shocked because it is so, so bad. Was so great. So great. So I'm ready for him. today. Well, have you heard about Shields Green die? I and was the it, Victorian England. It died with like um lead in it? Or like wasn't it like So that was not okay. lead. But it is oh, okay. Okay, I remember something. It was in it that it was like poisonous, kill you, you know, yeah, whatever it was. Poisonous. Which I feel like I'm gonna spread them out, obviously. But I love listening to some shit or hearing about some shit that people were just like using constantly that was just poisonous and then killing them and they didn't I, even know it. I think so too, because I think it is so wild for like how long things like that were around for before anyone was like, "Hey, we've noticed a mm-hmm. pattern here," you know. Like I think about a lot of like. Yeah. Is it like lead paint? Yeah, the like, the like we all yeah. were just like, oh, that just happens. Why? <laughs> Why like did we just like not figure out? Hey, covered plates and shit. Maybe we shouldn't put that into things. It's poisonous. <laughs> so, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm gonna tell you about today. And Shields Green, um, and I'm just gonna. There's no rhyme or reason to this. This is not my best. I don't. Why am I putting myself? This is amazing. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh girl. But um, so she'll screen die. I would show you a picture, but I'm quite frankly mm-hmm. too lazy. So what I just need you to imagine in your head is like a nice emerald green and color, it. and a color like that on it. What? <laughs> on it. Got it. I thought you said I don't want it, and I was like, well, neither did they. <laughs> Actually, they did, but they shouldn't have. <laughs> picturing it now (laughs) but um 
The pigment was created by Carl Wilhelm Scheele, hence the name mm-hmm. Scheele's Green, um, which also I tried to figure out if there was any relation between Scheele, who created the dye, and also the creator of Scheele's, the store we both worked at. Oh, and there's damn. Not, that would have been that such a connection. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Oh, um, but that's immediately what I thought of. Um, but he created it in 1775, and there were other green dyes on the market that were used in all sorts of things. Um, but they weren't as, like, they didn't last as long. They weren't as, like, deep of rich green color mm-hmm. as this one. Um, so this, like, quickly took over Victorian-era England. And it also got very popular in other countries as well. But Victoria-era England was, like, ravaged by um, Shields Green dye. And you'll soon find out why. But, um, yeah, it was a acidic copper arsenate. I failed chemistry, so I don't know what that means. Um, all I know is arsenate, arsenite, whatever the fuck, has arsenic in it. So you can imagine, we all know, arsenic equals yes. death. Um, but to give you an idea of how poisonous it was, it was used as an insecticide in the 1930s. Again, love that we were just like ignoring past issues with this dye putting it on plants which then would have probably run off into fucking rivers and shit and people are drinking it animals are drinking it it was crazy time i'm surprised any of us honestly i'm surprised the human race got to where it was after some of the things we've done (laughs) (laughs) um but here are just some of the things it was used in um it was used in wallpaper it was used in fabrics so like dresses and hats and gloves were all um mm. made with the dye there were candles that were used with it so you're essentially just burning it's like how do you want it <laughs> do you want to breathe it in you want to drink it how do you want it <laughs> so many options literally <laughs> people used it in paint for art people used it so like wreaths and fake flowers were very popular at the time and it was dusted with that and then it was literally used in food it was used to dye like desserts in like Damn, candies it really is you take pick your choice you want to breathe in the poison you want to yeah. drink it you want to eat it you want to breathe it Do you, wanna you eat want your it? fake flowers to just <laughs> kill you <laughs> crazy take your pick literally pick your oh poison my God, that's the word i was looking for that's um, what i was looking for so i was like well, how can i say that <laughs> Um, here's the other thing I'm going to say before I get into some of the more gruesome shit is all the, well, I guess I should say the articles I used. Um, Wikipedia, of course, um, a brushed with mystery article, a racked article, mm, uh, a Jezebel article, and then a WebMD oh, article. Okay. WebMD. WebMD. Okay. Watch. I know. Um, but like. There were some pictures of, like, women, like, old fancy time pictures of women in, like, their big Victorian. If I do one thing before I die, I want to wear, like, a big-ass dress like that. Not a green one. Please don't give me a green one. I like to live. But, like, yeah, please. Um, But, like, there's, like, 
old-timey paintings of like women in like these green dresses and green hats and shit and it's so cool i love that shit victorian or england is my like hyper focus thing what am i looking for like my hyper hyper fixation hyper (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) we'll get it no i i remember even from like I don't know we're both kind of history buffs not history buffs i don't really know that much i just have hyper fixation on weird things so like i'm like yeah i remember every yes. detail about that yeah, one yeah, event yeah. but everything else in that era not a single thing but don't know. i know Can't how often you. we kind of talked about victorian area especially like the dresses and the, like this the <sighs> style was just damn <sighs> i appreciate it so good um there was one other so there was like a newspaper article at the time that i'll <laughs> send it to you later because you have to see it but it's like um once like the deadliness of the die started coming out spoiler alert um there were like news articles and stuff with drawings and there's this one drawing of these two skeletons one of this lady with like her mm-hmm. big dress on and it was like this dude with his his suit on and they were it said like the death waltz or something Ooh. like that because they were like talking about how the die is like on dresses and shit and yeah. it's just getting everywhere but i want it framed that sounds and put really sick actually it's Damn. beautiful um anywho let me tell you about death um matilda shower and her sister francis rollo um who had a four-month-old baby were two of the first deaths from shields Gry- shields die to bring attention to the mm. public about how deadly it can be um, they both worked in a factory that created the fake flowers. So the leaves of the fake flowers were made with yeah. like wax and then it was wetted and then the, uh, dye was like dusted on there. So it was like in a powder oh. form and they would just oh, dust so they it would on. just breathing that shit yeah. in the entire time sitting there? E- oh my god. Yeah. Um, I know. So 98 other girls also worked in this warehouse um and yeah and terrible conditions because again we're in victorian england love the dresses but like i was gonna say it was like you know child labor shit was not good humanitarian wise you know no if you're poor you're working in terrible Mm -hmm. conditions and you're gonna die young those are like two things yeah that are just uh, for sure for you um and even though it was suggested that the girls wear masks to cover their face like their nose in their mouth so that they wouldn't breathe it in the warehouse was so hot that the girls opted for just um like muslin the thin fabric over their mouths because if they wore like a heavy duty mask they said it was like unbearably hot and almost impossible to breathe so they're wearing this thin piece of fabric over their mouths they're still breathing in Mm. all of this arsenic dust essentially um and Matilda and her sister eventually, but Matilda was like the one that was really publicized. Mm-hmm. Um, she became ill and she had suffered with this illness for like a year and a half, like 18 months. And this is how newspaper articles, also, I love finding old yeah. newspaper articles um, of the time, depict what she suffered before her death. She initially came home with like a pain in her side. And she had this intense thirst. Like, she was Mm -hmm. drinking water and she just could not quench it. And then she progressed to vomiting, which was green. 
So she's puking up this dark green liquid. Um, so her mom took her to the doctor and they told her that Matilda was again suffering from the effects of yeah. poisoning like she had been for the last year and a half because she kept getting mm-hmm. ill and she continued to worsen even after she went to the doctor and eventually she was in such pain that she would like talk but she would not make any sense like she was just losing mm-hmm. her mind with pain and um it said that like every few minutes like the day that she died she was convulsing and she was foaming from her mouth and her nose and her eyes were like foaming um so she died a horrific death like terrifying so much pain yeah so then after her death there was an examination of her body and you know they went to the morgue Mm -hmm. or whatever doing the autopsy and her body was green her, I'm sorry, her body and was green? her eyes were... The the doctor who performed the autopsy said, like, her skin had this light green-like oh tint to it. And the whites of her eyes were green. And her fingernails were green. And, like, before she died, she said that every, everything she saw was green. Like... Oh, my God. This poison that is killing her is just, like consuming her and making everything a part of her like Ugh. green which is also yeah, just terrifying I just, i'm thinking i'm getting um, myself here but if they didn't figure that out based off of that they weren't like started to question that shit i would have been like i know listen <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a it is making here, it pretty people. obvious like hey my have something to do with this green dye that we're making from super poisonous <laughs> materials but i don't know it's like uh, the John Mulaney bit where yeah. he talks about, like, old people in a crime scene just mop up the blood. They're like, hmm, she's green for some reason. What does she do? She works in a factory with green dye? Mm, it's fine. <laughs> Nothing Don't to worry be about suspicious it. there. No, no correlation. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so further parts of the autopsy revealed that her stomach, her liver, and her bronchial tubes, like, up in her throat were all covered in like green ulcers or inflamed like her bronchial tubes were incredibly inflamed and um the man who performed matilda's autopsy would later testify in court that four to five grains of shields green dye would be enough to kill an adult so arsenic and this dye are measured in grains I can't tell you how much that is. I don't know. I don't know if it's like equivalent grams. But just remember, four to five grains is enough to kill an adult. Because we're going to talk about more things that have a shit ton of dye in them. Um, But most people did, once they published the story of Matilda's death, and eventually her sister's death, Mm because her sister dies the same way, essentially, um... And the media put it in the newspaper. People did, like, start to think, um, maybe we shouldn't be using this anymore. Um, so, one lady, Miss Nicholson, she, uh, was a member of the Ladies' Sanitary Mm -hmm. Association. She went to the warehouse where Matilda had worked, and she wrote that, um, one girl absolutely refused to work because her peers around her, their little muslin cloths that they had over that nose and mouth, were covered in blood and she herself had worked so long with the green dye that her face 
was just a massive source is oh how it was God. described so the arsenic would just like create either like little craters or like a bunch of mm-hmm. little cuts or like little like scabby sores all over you and a lot of the sources say that like she was also almost oh blind God. and i couldn't find if like the arsenic had made her blind or if like she had so many sores on her face that they were like covering yeah, there was, her like, eyes else to play, but like yeah even still went crazy yeah either way good for her stick it to the man say i'm not doing this no more um other people also begin to investigate the warehouses Mm -hmm. so in france the dye was used um as well and it was also used in most european countries i think in america as well too um surprise but i know um but in france a physician who was actually a really high up physician he was uh, the doctor for Napoleon III, he was, like, just had his, his side hobby was occupational hazards and toxics substances that were used in things. <laughs> just a Not hobby. suspicious or creepy at all. <laughs> but he also went into warehouses where, like, the flowers and the wreaths were made yeah. with the dye, and this is what he said about it. The dye was ground up underneath the women's fingernails, so when they ate, they wouldn't wash their hands because, again, we're in Victoria, yeah. England. People don't take baths. They ain't washing their hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least at least not no, regularly. Yeah. So they've got the dye up under their fingernails, and then they're going to eat with their hands, and they're basically just ingesting the dye. Oh my God. And then he also said that most other places during Victorian England, again, the Victorian England of it all. There's mice and rats and vermin everywhere. And there's cats a lot of places. Yes. Shout out cats. cats. Connection. <laughs> Does the cat die? <laughs> <laughs> but there's cats everywhere to kill all mm. the vermin because that's like a huge problem. But in these warehouses where they're working with the arsenic, there's no vermin. Um, and the one that this physician went to, he said there was no mice on the ground because they would mm. literally die from the arsenic and just not they would just die off and he said there was one sickly skinny cat which i just feel bad for the little kitty like let him outside he's not working (laughs) he's not not working don't keep him there let him out let me just tell you some more disgusting things about what this die does um the arsenic would cause sores and scabs like i've said which would also lead to the skin sliding off of the infected areas. I don't like that. I know. There was one report of a worker who had, like, red and peeling skin around her nose and her lips. And in one of her calves, she had fallen on just, like, craters oh out of her leg. Women who didn't wear closed-toed shoes were having, mm-hmm. like, blisters form on their toes. Because, again, they're poor. They can't afford, like... Yeah, some decent getting, like, shoes to wear here. Okay, to this in. yeah yeah exactly so then it would make it painful for the women to walk um and then there was there's so just so many stories but I, here's the other thing like the a lot of the stories besides like matilda and her sister don't have mm-hmm. a lot of names which i feel like if you're gonna be poisoning women for the sense of like 
mm-hmm. green fashion. Let's put yeah, their let's names in the newspaper instead of just yeah someone who died in the factory. Like yeah, exactly. There was a rich lady who like kept wearing her green mm-hmm. gloves. So sometimes the fabric would be like dusted with the dye, and then it would be like sealed into it. And there would be they were still yeah. poisonous, but they were like less harmful to like skin to skin contact. And but there was one lady who bought gloves and they weren't like sealed and she kept wearing them and she kept getting lacerations mm. on her hands. And then she eventually figured out that it was from her gloves. Also, men who would uh mm. urinate would uh have the green dye on their hands because men are also wearing things with the green dye. Oh. And then there would be sores and blisters on, and I literally wrote on their cough, cough, scrotum in, in her thighs. So then they would go to the doctor and the doctor would be like, yeah, this is syphilis. They would mistreat yeah. them. And then if, if they eventually did find out, a lot of the cases would lead to gangrene of the genital mm-hmm. area. So then the men would have uh, six weeks of bed rest. And that's awful. Yeah. I'm so sorry. For your penis. But, um, what about the I, women who were literally working in the warehouses funny. who were, like, why men have it so easy? Even Victorian era, okay? Lose your pee-pee. I know. Women like, are blinded. Women are missing chunks of their skin. Skin is sliding off their faces right now. And literally and you dying. get rest for six weeks because your peeing hurts. Not saying that yeah. it is terrible. I mean, yeah, gangrene like, does not sound sounds fun. awful for both yeah. men and women. But I'm just saying, men get <laughs> six weeks of bed rest, and a woman in a factory who's inhaling it, not just touching, eating, breathing it in mm-hmm. for hours on end, is still they're mm-hmm. like get back in there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Upsetting. God, <laughs> fucking fucking patriarchy. patriarchy. <laughs> um. All right. Now I'm going to tell you just really quickly about um, a couple cases with royalty and Shields Green. So, as I said, it's Victorian England because Queen Victoria is reigning, hence Victorian England. Um, She uh, had a foreign dignitary. Again, a Mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I see this is going. (laughs) Actually... Actually, oh, he's okay. fine. Cool, 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 he cool, seems cool. like a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I attacked him a little prematurely. <laughs> Just, ugh. but he was staying at the castle, and because gr- green was literally everywhere, I feel like I haven't touched on that enough. People literally had it on their walls, in their clothes, in their food. Yeah. Like it was literally everywhere. Children were dying from it. There was one house who had, like, four of their kids die because they had green Mm -hmm. wallpaper. And they didn't figure it out in time. And then their children just died. But it was literally everywhere. So much so that Queen Victoria had it in the room that this foreign dignitary was staying. And he, like, came and complained to Queen Victoria, who is an angel, in my opinion. Because he was like, hey, this room smells like like a mouse odor coming from it. And it's also making me sick. And so she's like, okay, we'll move you to a different room. And then she took down the wallpaper. Yeah. Good for her. If someone came to me and said, this room smells like mice, and also it's making me sick, I'd be like, okay, get the <laughs> fuck out of my house then. 
Why are you being so rude? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> You're okay, guest in this and? house, bitch. <laughs> God. <laughs> you get what you get. You don't throw fit. Men. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of men, um, Napoleon mm-hmm. Bonaparte, we all know who he is. Um, he famously liked the color green. So, like, this guy hit the market and he was like, this is my <laughs> shit, shit right here. Um, <laughs> put it everywhere. Literally is what he did. He, after he was exiled, his new little house, he decorate, decorated with a bunch of green mm-hmm. wallpaper. AKA, she's, she'll green poison. dye wallpaper. <laughs> in, AKA, arsenic. AKA, toxic. Uh. He, he put it in both his bedroom and his bathroom and probably other places in his house. I don't know. And eventually, so Napoleon died of stomach mm. cancer, essentially. But there's some belief that uh, because he loved his green and his green wallpaper so much that he actually might have been, it might have actually been a arsenic-related oh. death because arsenic was not only was it causing women to just, and mm. men, to die these horrible deaths, but, like, it was also leading to other health issues. So, like, cancer, there were heart issues, there were lung issues, you name it, arsenic probably did it. But it's not 100% mm. sure if, like, arsenic is what caused his stomach cancer, because that's definitely yeah. what he died from. But um, a visitor who visited... Napoleon's house in 1820 he collected a little scrap of the wallpaper and um it was tested in the Mm. 1990s and it contained arsenic um and then also Napoleon and his son were all both tested like their hair was tested for arsenic and they had 7 to 38 times more arsenic than normal which I feel like just yeah, case I, what else do we case need to here? That's that's a lot yeah. of arsenic. That's a lot of arsenic. Whether it's that's also a big gap, seven to the thirty-eight. But like even, even if, if it's seven, seven enough, did you say four to five is like, like the killing? So yeah. even seven. That's yeah. that's a lot yeah. to have. Um, like that is so much arsenic. Also. Like, dresses were said to have, like, 60 grains at least. So women are just walking around with this dress that can kill, I can't do 60, math, 45 grains. Bye bye, five, 12. 12 people. 12. Literally 12 human adults can just <laughs> could go and stand next oh to this God. lady and her, yeah. Damn. And if they're, like, moving around and they're dancing in their big, bustly dress is, like, just floating the powder everywhere ridiculous um other countries figured it out a little bit sooner than everyone else because matilda died in 1861 Mm -hmm. i believe in other countries banned the use of the dye in 1830 and the 1840s but good old england good old united kingdom um they first off Never banned the use of it in household goods. Interesting. Interesting approach. I know. And they didn't start banning it from food use until 1903. Now, after Matilda's death. I'm sorry. 
Nine. Like it dramatically. But nineteen oh three. Oh my god. Damn. And because it wasn't completely banned and like yeah people knew more about the risks of it after like people started dying there was still like cases years later (laughs) where where people were still getting ill because it's still like it's still quite a few places so oh my god crazy 1903 good lord but that that, my friends, is my quick synopsis on Shields Green. Shields Green died. Oh my god. And fucking <laughs> men. That is the moral of this story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I can't imagine how painful it would be to have arsenic sores on your PP. But women are working no, in factories, blood staining their masks, and they're like, get back to work. Well, exactly. Matilda worked. She was, like, getting oh, sick just, for 18 months, so she was clearly just being exactly. slowly poisoned, but she and, kept like, going back about, to like, work. There was, like, a common theme to just, like, see women, like, with, like, obvious signs of, like, wounds, yeah. shit caused by this arsenic, and still were, like, forced to work in those conditions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... But if it's on your pee you gotta lay in bed. Stay in bed. Don't move. <laughs> women are putting their blood and sweat and tears into like powdering fucking flowers literally and no breaks oh literally. my god honestly crazy though yeah i can't i can't get over the time zone of that though the, like someone dies a whole bunch of cases and they still don't ban it from food i mean like i said i know like it's probably was not used like it was being used during that era but it's still crazy to me that it wasn't immediate like when they found out like ban exactly it like what other countries did when they found ban. out they're like, like done ban it. we're can't don't use it put it in any shit nope. stop using it if it isn't it but then being like well maybe exactly it's not I also, appreciate the dedication to the aesthetic. I have one other. <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> give me green or give I mean, me death. I love green too. <laughs> That's what it was. Literally. <laughs> God damn. Also, I have one other thing that's going oh, to piss you off. Hear it. Um, so the dude that invented him, invented yes. it. Jeez, I cannot talk tonight. It's a great <laughs> night for us to record the podcast. <laughs> um, the dude that invented it, Carl good old yeah. carl shield he knew it was poisonous carl and he still was like look at this cool green dye if i meet you in the afterlife carl's you're a little bit of a fuckhead my guy how do you know something mm-hmm. is that poisonous mm-hmm. and see how it takes off scumbag and then just like yep, scum I'm, well he was making a shit bag. ton of money yeah but that shield's green. That's my latest hyperfixation. Also, next time you come to my house, I will have the skeletons in the green dress on that. my wall somewhere. I love the art from that era of, like, the cart Not cartoons, I guess, but, like, the... You know, like, the covers of yeah. things? So, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, paintings they would do, like, yes, what yes, we would yes. do for, like, pictures nowadays. is like, what they did, like, the cartoon. I really do think the art was gorgeous, but... I love it. I love it. I can't believe they were that into a color that they didn't see the red flags there's also like still green dresses and like museums and people are like testing it to see if it has arsenic like 
like go to a museum that has I one would, of them in it. I, I would. See I it. guess I'll. I have to look into it because I would love to see like what the color looked like. You know. Here, let me just share my screen with you real quick. We got. We got time, yeah, right? I'll, I'll move through this one pretty quick. It won't take me too long either. Can you see my screen? Oh, how's that? Oh, there we go. Okay. I'll, I'll narrate the audience. All right, we are looking at Lena's iPhone. We are typing in the color. <laughs> it looks like she was going to order Chipotle. <laughs> that is what's for supper tonight? Uh, Chipotle? <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Like this? Okay. Like, I love that. I want oh that on God. my wall. But, like, here's okay. what, like... I As a green girly pretty nice green i love it okay it's pretty no it's ew. right oh that's, okay that one of shields <laughs> that one oh my god this one I oh know, my god buttons. i would oh my god i would love to have that dress all right now really quick let me just show you um the dancing skeleton because oh is it oh my god that's so cool right isn't it sick so like oh my god there's oh my pins of them okay looks like they had a whole fucking collection on that shit i love that but yeah isn't that I say, so I do cool like the cartoon or but like i say i will admit that's a pretty i don't think i've seen a color like green like that in a hot minute probably because <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, because you know, the only way you can get it, get it is with arsenic is slow a uh, dying a slow painful death <laughs> yeah so okay. yeah that shield's green okay and it really was spelled exactly what you're saying like is it was worth sporting it. goods store i when you said it i was like for some reason i thought it was spelled like totally different but interesting for you to see <laughs> now i see that there could have possibly been a connection that would have been so fucking wild we yeah, find out that the ceo the of like SCH. our company is the grandson of like <laughs> whatever his name was the dude who invented it Vendetta. who knew it was poison be like all right I got something for you. Ow, goddamn. Listen right up. next to my heater and I just like keep bumping it. I don't have a desk, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm on the floor. Hey, this yeah, is only we'll episode three. Just start from the ground, okay? <laughs> Literally <laughs> yes. from the ground. Start from the ground and we'll make our way up. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I guess we. Any further comments that you have on? screen um do you want to check your recording and make sure Probably. it's still That's going a good idea i checked mine well i keep checking it because i actually <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i have a microphone now but i'm not a tech girly and i was touching the top of it and i think it was just to turn the light on and off but i had a split second where i thought i just turned my mic off <laughs> but we're going for 43 minutes so i didn't turn it off but there was a hot second there that i was like well don't know how to tell Lena this <laughs> have fun editing that okay let's see here i'm so fainting because i'm gonna be honest i don't know if i know the story um i like i don't know how you write out your stories i don't know if like you put together like have like a script that you follow you just kind of like put information you want to go through but i try to write a script to like make it flow but then sometimes i'm like like i'm reading this right now and i'm like yeah who did i think i was okay who did I think I was like I'm like going through like uh, my same. sixth grade learning knowledge of like writing a good 
um, speech. You know, start with the, the hook. The, the hook. hook. Get you know, the got hook in scene. there. Yeah. Kind of give you something and you're like, oh, what? I gotta know more. <laughs> so, because I literally was about to like. <laughs> start off with a quote. I was literally going to start with like, just saying, okay, so today we're doing, or I'm going to do. But I was like, I wrote this whole hook to get the people going. Okay. Damn, I'm excited. It's not like so please don't come at me because I. And also, I. No, you know what we're doing. We're believing in ourselves. Mentality, positive energy, good vibes only. Okay? Yes. But I will admit, um, some of these words I'm sure are pronounced very different. We're also in England right now, okay? Um, But. So some of these words, I'm sure if I had an English accent or, you know, you heard an English person say it would sound a lot different than how I'm pronounce it, okay? I'm sorry. Okay. I need you to just tell the whole story in the English <laughs> accent. Oh my god, what if we... Just kidding. Okay, I was going <laughs> to I thought about it. No, <laughs> what were you going to say? Because no, the only British say? accent I know is like from the too many times I've binged Love Island and their accents are <laughs> not it. <laughs> not the not it, but like not how I would be able to tell this story because... Okay. No. <laughs> and the phrase I will come back to that. Drunk episode, Lean and I will only talk in British accents. But okay. Yeah. So like I said, like I said, pronunciations, I'm gonna do my best, but I try to look into them, but I didn't have enough time, so we're just gonna go for it. Okay. But in the year twenty twenty one, police evac excavations began at a cafe in the quiet English town of let me see, Gloucester. Like I said, I think that's pronounced a little bit differently in English, but like, but that's good enough. News, wait, newsflash: <laughs> no one in England no is listening. Checking every word I say. <laughs> good to know. I know someone will, and I'm gonna get a comment about it. But listen. But anyways, <laughs> so it had begun at this in the smallest, quiet English town, and it revived a half-century-old puzzle about what happened to Mary Balstam, a 15-year-old girl who went missing in 1968. The search went on for a week. This excavation went on for a week. No remains were actually found. No items of significance, according to police. But the search stirred up some painful memories. It had been over 25 years since the UK was shocked by the grim discovery of multiple sets of human remains found in the family home in this town. So Gloucester, the family home of the West. It would later become known as the House of Horrors. It would be the murders or murder victims of fred and rose west um and it would actually be the murder of their own daughter in 1987 that would lead not only to the discovery of the grotesque abuse that was going on there but also the remains of eight other young women who had been gone missing for throughout the 1970s but honestly the murders and the story horror goes on way before um like i said in 1987 okay so I am a cron. Yes. Can I just say something real quick? What in the fuck was going on in the 1970s across the world, apparently? I actually want to do more research into that because I feel like it's so crazy that, like, how many serial killers or, like, how many, like, because, I mean, obviously there's still serial killers around today and there was many before that, but it feels like that era of time, there was, like, the most prolific, like, the infamous, like, the ones that we know, those names we know, all were during that era. Yeah. So I 100% would want to do more research about, like, what took place during that era of time that was, like, the perfect kind of, like, why was that the time for serial killers to come out for that? Breeding ground you for know? people to just... Yeah. yeah. So 
um, I'm a chronological girl, so like I like to kind of go in order of events just to kind of help build up things. So we'll start with learning a little bit more about Fred West. So Fred West was born on September 29th, 1941. Um, Fred's family was very poor, but they were noted as close-knit. Um, his father was a disciplinarian and his mother was very overprotective. Um, he had five siblings and it was well known that he was his mother's Ew. favorite. Um, Fred okay. would later claim that he had been sexually abused by his mother at the age of 12 and that he had engaged in acts of bestiality in his early teens and had this belief that incest was normal because his father was supposedly his. So Fred claims that his father was sexually abusing his sisters. And so he had this like, so basically thought that incest was cool. And we'll find out a little bit later that it's very much not cool. And Fred was, ooh. Unless it's, unless it's Momo and Rue. <laughs> unless it's your cat. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no. not to make a joke about incest, but, um, so he had some crazy ideas about yes. sex. And it would later, like, so Fred's brother would later come out and say that, like, dismiss this claim, said that none of it was true, that, like, Fred had, like, a wild imagination. But, like, even so, as a teen, mm -hmm. Fred was, like, aggressively, like, pestering women and girls. He was known to, like, abruptly approach them, fondle them. And in June of 1961, at the age of 19, Fred, Fred's sister, Kitty, who was 13 at the time, came forward telling her mother that Fred had been raping her since previous December and that he had impregnated her. And so, yeah, oh, so Fred fuck. was arrested and he like freely admitted to the police that he had been molesting young girls since his early teens. And when questioned, Fred asked, well, doesn't everybody do it? So disclaimer right no. away, if like anything with like sexual violence, if you don't feel comfortable with it, turn it off because this man is yeah. scum. Like he is disgusting. There is a lot of sexual violence that takes place in this case. But um, so let's see here. So he like freely admit it. And like when he was questioned about it, he didn't like try to hide anything with the police. And so he was going to be tried on November 9th of 1961. But Kitty changed her mind and refused to testify in front of the court. So the case collapsed. Yeah, Kitty. I feel bad. Like, one, I feel bad for Kitty. Exactly. That's and I also though, just too. feel so bad. Like, I was, there's multiple elements throughout this case that you'll see that, are, like, are very, like, mm -hmm. um, reoccurring. That, like, a lot of women did not want to come forward against him. And it actually led to a lot of cases falling out. Which is, like, one, one of the dumbest fucking things they could have done early on in the days is, like, making the victim testify in order for the case to be solidified. Like, that's bullshit to me. Yeah. Yeah. In in front exactly. in court too like, and, like in front seeing of other people. the person who did it that's to awful. you right then and there hell fucking no yeah. so no i feel awful that like one having being asked to do that and two that because you didn't do it this man gets continues to be out you know prowling but also yeah. like i don't know I just, it is baffling to me that like someone can come forward with information like this and the police if there's no like case it collapses like they're like oh can't do anything well yeah. another time another day not gonna get into it but the whole the whole justice system is around terrible and is obviously it was very it was probably you know still at its worst and like this time we're like very misogynistic yeah. very sexist things are taking place but 
Um, so yeah. after this, like, whole, you know, the case collapsed, but most of his family would actually, like, disown Fred. Um, I read somewhere that after a year, he, like, kind of, like, patched things up with his parents, but, like, most of his siblings were, like, no. Um, so he was banished from the household and he was sent to live with his aunt. And so in the following year, in 1962, when Fred was 21, he met Catherine, also known as Rena Costello, at a dance. Um, so I didn't mention this at the beginning, but he, when, when he moved in with his aunt, he was in Mucho Marclay, or Much Marclay. It's like, I don't know, it's some town. Like I said, don't fact me check on this shit, but... Okay. Um... But so they had actually met like in 1961 at a dance and then like a whole bunch of shit happened in Rena's life. But like they in 1962 is like where they actually eventually like got to know each other further because Rena was pregnant by Mm -hmm. an Asian man and had relocated from Scotland to England due to her family's displeasure that she had become pregnant with a mixed race baby because at that time race was still a very big thing and so when her family kind of came after her about it she kind of moved back and so um her and fred would actually be married in november of 1962 and rena's daughter um charmaine would be born on march 1963 and so due to the child's mixed ancestry fred and um rena kind of were like oh rena actually had a miscarriage and we actually adopted this baby to kind of hide that one, it was not only Fred's baby, but that there was, like, race involved. And at that time, it was frowned upon. Um, yeah. But they would live with Fred's aunt for a while and then eventually move out to Savory Street, a district in Glasgow. And in July 1964, Rena and Fred would have a daughter named Anna Marie. Um, the couple would then hire a nanny named Isa McNeil, who is their neighbor. And she would kind of come in to help with Rena with the kids and she would note that rena was a considerate mother but Mm -hmm. she was really struggling to bring up the two girls and she treated them pretty harshly um fred was also known to treat them pretty harshly um it was said that fred kept the girls in the bottom of like a bunk with fitted bars so like caging them in and they were only allowed to come out of this cage when he was at work so when like the nanny was there and when the mom was the there, fuck? they could come out. But when he was home, they had to go into, like, these makeshift fucking cages. Fucking. What? Yeah. And so. Don't have kids. Exactly. Then, homie. And so. Get some, get some <laughs> gangrene yeah, on your penis. Like, the. Yeah. From Shields Die. Stupid. And so. um, It was also during this time that Anne McFall, who was a friend of their nanny. Issa McNeil and mm-hmm. she would actually spend a great time at the West's flat so like Fred West and Rena's because um she was good friends she yeah. would actually become an eventual like um kind of like side nanny as well and so mm-hmm. f- during this time Fred admits having numerous affairs early in his marriage and so due to this Rena would begin an affair with a man named John McClellan McClellan yeah whatever um and fred was aware of this affair honestly this is really not important to the story but i just found it was like so bizarre but fred was aware of this affair Mm -hmm. and would severely beat rena whenever she would see john and then in response john would notice the bruises and then come over and extensively beat fred 
And it was just like back and forth for a hot minute. At that point, it's with like I'm like leave each other. Why? It's it was I don't know. I read that and I was like, excuse me. And so like, but like, so the affair between Rena and John just continued. And then like, if Fred hit Rena, John beat Fred, and that was the dynamic. Yeah, like we appreciate John. John, but also like, why didn't you just like get her out of there? You yeah, know? just like why didn't you like take do her something? Because he kids, also frankly. witnessed a time when Fred had hit Anna Marie at one point, and still same thing. Like he mm-hmm. beat Fred. John beat Fred because of him hitting Anna Marie. But like that's all he did. Which like we appreciate you doing something, but also you could do a little bit more. That's a little bit more long term. But yeah, yeah, take them with you. And so on, moving forward into the future on November. 4th 1965 fred so fred had a variety of jobs okay he dropped out of school when he was like 15 he didn't have high education but he was good with his hands things like that so he had like a lot of like mm-hmm. blue collar jobs i would say and a lot of them like he drove an ice cream truck mm-hmm. for a while and i'm pretty sure this is he was driving the ice cream truck when this happened but fred accidentally ran over and killed a small boy in glaslow with his van and he was cleared of any wrongdoing by the police but feared a hostile reaction and you know that locals would kind of get you know fired up about it so um yeah he like kind of decided to like pick up things and start renting a caravan at timberland caravan park in bishop cleave i don't know this man's but like he took charmaine anna marie and um rena with him well, I guess, let me, mm-hmm. gotta have myself here. He took Charmaine, Charmaine and Anna Marie, and then Rena, his wife, would actually eventually join him, like, a little bit later, because she was, I'm sure, like, right now, she was probably thinking, of, like, you know, do I go? Do I stay with, like, the person I'm having this affair with? Yeah. But then they also brought McNeil and McFall. So, like, Issa and Anna, the two nannies. The two nannies. And so, they both came okay. with them, because they came from pretty impoverished um, backgrounds and they both kind of hoped to find work in England mm-hmm. which is why they went with them and so by 1966 Fred had begun to be kind of exert this like dominance and control over the women he was like prone to violent mood swings mm-hmm. um, he would physically attack his stepdaughter um, the nannies Rena he was also to report having begun sexually abusing Charmaine who was his stepdaughter um, and yeah exactly so like yeah and then he also encouraged rena to turn to prostitution to kind of help bring in income for them and so rena kind of had like enough at this point and she wanted to get out of this abusive this like these sexual demands like she wanted to get out of it so she Mm -hmm. called john Mm -hmm. who was like the man she was having an affair with and she was begging him to like come rescue her mcneil because that was isa so isa mcneil the first nanny and the Mm -hmm. children and so they kind of devised a plan, her and Issa, that, like, John would come and would, like, pick them up, take her and her children back to Scotland, and they'd kind of escape from Rena. Mm-hmm. But McFall, so Anna, had mm-hmm. at this point become pretty infatuated with Fred, and actually Fred promised that he would marry her. So it is likely that when Anna oh. found out about this plan, she kind of informed him of him. And so when it kind of came time for this whole, like, sneaky shit to go down um Mm -hmm. i guess like there was like a fight but 
he, Fred basically head on to Charmaine and Anna Marie, but Issa and Rena and John left. So the kids. So yep. they left so without the kids, the kids. Charmaine and Anna Marie stayed with Fred as well as um, the nanny. Let me make sure I got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one nanny. Got the name right. Anne. Excuse me. It's Anne, not Anna. Anne. Anne, Anna Marie, daughter. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and so, oh my God, I scrolled too far. Okay. And so Rena would like frequently travel to kind of back and forth to kind of make sure her daughter's well-beings were like to ensure their well-being. Um, and she would like maintain mm-hmm. a relationship with McFall. So like Anne, the nanny, but she mm-hmm. kind of soon came to like resent her because like Anna or Anne had kind of like taken her place as like the mother of this household. So in October, she would like Rena would actually come to visit them and steal a whole bunch of stuff from Fred and she would actually end up being arrested and would be jailed. So then she was jailed for three years and like couldn't see her kids, which is awful because they were going through awful terrible things and so okay and then so this whole time Anne is trying to kind of convince Fred to like dump your wife and marry me and so in July 1967 McFall was age 13 and she was actually pregnant with she was 18 excuse me 18 oh my god 18 sorry I was reading oh my god no you might have said 18 18 (laughs) so she was 18 and so she in July of that year, she was actually eight months pregnant with Fred's child, and she was rep- vanished, essentially. So she was never reported missing because the only person who had frequent contact with her was Fred, and the other person was in jail. So she went missing, and she was never reported missing, but her dismembered remains were found buried at the edge of a cornfield which was about a mile from where like the caravan was staying in june 1994 so was not found for a hot minute but she just vanished and uh, so technically i think that um fred eventually like kind of like um confessed to killing her but at that time they didn't Mm -hmm. really have any Mm -hmm. evidence but the way the body was found was actually similar to like fred's mo of how he would later discard victims and so it was found that she was stabbed to death multiple times and he said that he had stabbed her during an argument and then hit her body and so yeah and so they they found like restraints kind of suggesting that she had been kind of um, restrained prior to her murder um but then Mm. like the following month rena was released from jail and she returned to live with fred and so mm-hmm. the couple relocated to Lake House Caravan Park. Their relationship kind of improved. But then Rena left the following year again, leaving the children in his care. And so on this occasion, when like Fred, when he had like no woman to kind of like supervise the care for the girls, he would kind of like place them in like temporary care of like social services. All right. Honestly, better yeah. Than and so life. this is kind of like. Like I said, I'm trying to follow, like, the timeline of things because then in Mm -hmm. 1968, Mary Balsam, who we kind of talked about at the beginning, at 15, went missing. She's the other nanny. Yeah. No. She was, um, she was the girl we talked about that, like, in the beginning, that there's still kind of, no remains have been found for her yet, but it's thought that Fred killed her 
in January 1968. Um, he was suspected over her disappearance because he often visited the cafe that she had been working at. And gotcha. later down the road, he would eventually confess, stating that he abducted Mary from a bus stop and then raped and killed her in his car. But the body was never recovered. And Fred was never charged for this murder due to the lack of evidence. But I wanted to put it in there, like, time-wise, you can see that, like, 968, this is, his killing started way earlier than yeah. the 70s. So, mm-hmm. then fast forward another year, and Fred was 28 when he met Rose when she was 15. So, 1969, Ooh. they meet each other. He was then living in his caravan, and he quickly pursued this teenager. He noted that she was very promiscuous. But... Within weeks, she kind of became a nanny to his children, Charmaine and Anna Marie. And Rose had very rough upbringing. Um, Rose's father was a paranoid schizophrenic who repeatedly sexually abused her. Um, oh. And he... So her parents automatically really disapproved of her relationship with Fred. And not only because of the age difference, but like they thought something was off about Fred. Um, but once they were right, yeah. But once Rose became pregnant with her first child with Fred, her family kind of like disowned her, and then the couple kind of moved in together. And so, gotcha. on October seventeenth, um, nineteen seventy, Rose gave birth to their first child, a daughter named Heather Ann. Now there is spe- another Ann. Yeah, dude, I I am about to fuck <laughs> this up so bad, so I'm gonna do my best. But so many Anns. But speculation okay. remains that Heather may have been Rose's own father's baby because of the oh, relationship between them. Since he was abusing her. But yeah. And so this is where, like, so Rose, Rose, she, okay, I think I screwed up here a little bit of, like, where I wanted to kind of keep things in order. But long story short is that Rose was very very violent towards Anna Marie Charmaine um she subjected them to very intense like verbal abuse um she also many times was very violent towards them like physically when they would do something Mm -hmm. wrong and so Mm -hmm. um in like I think it was let me see here so let me get the timelines here because this is so crazy what did I what was I doing (laughs) so while you're looking she's abusing these other two kids who are in the house who aren't hers Mm -hmm. but she's not obvious she's not abusing hers or she hasn't had hers yet so it's i think when like heather was like super young she wasn't um but we'll find out a little bit later that like all the kids were subsected to like very very terrible abuse um yeah but yeah, so she gave birth because, like, about this time, um, their daughter Heather would have been about like one. But long story mm-hmm. short is that they gave birth, and then two months after um, Heather was born, Fred was imprisoned for theft of car tires and vehicle tax something. I don't know. He was in prison, and so he was in prison for like um, quite. A, I think he was like it was like a six and a yeah it's a six and a half month sentence and so rose just having turned 17 was like looking after the three girls so charmaine anna marie Mm -hmm. and heather and 
Mm-hmm. Fred had told Charmaine and Anna Marie multiple times that they were to refu- refer to Rose as their mother. And like I said, there was mm-hmm. multiple incidents of like abuse that were happening and an incident would happen. And so Charmaine actually received treatment for several severe wounds at a nearby hospital. But Rose would always explain them as accidents that had simply happened performing household duties. And so nothing was ever like red flagged, nothing. And so shortly before the murder of, or excuse me, before Fred's prison release date of 1971, Rose is Mm -hmm. to believe to have murdered Charmaine. So the details are unclear in regards of the murder because find out later rose claims that she had no nothing to do with any of it never had anything yeah no involvement Mm -hmm. no knowledge we'll get into a little bit later that definitely did but charmaine was only eight years old at the time of her murder and so it is believed that rose killed charmaine in a fit of domestic violence and then stored her body in the coal cellar of the home until fred was released to prison then excuse me prison he would then bury the body in the yard so rose told all of like you know anyone who asked that charmaine had just Mm -hmm. simply been picked up by her mother rena and that she would no longer be living with them um and rena's still just m.i.a yeah rena's still like doing her own thing but she maintained excuse me maintained contact with her children even after her and fred had been separated and she became very, very depressed, very anxious about her child's well-being in Fred's care. And so she wanted to inquire about her children's well-being. And so in 1971, she traveled to Fred and Rose's home. And this would be the final time that Rena would ever be seen alive again. Same thing. Details about, like, the murder itself kind of remain unclear. Yeah. But Rena's body was found extensively dismembered placed in plastic bags and buried close to a cluster of trees at letterbox field which is about like one mile from the west's residence so she was not buried mm-hmm. at the home but she was killed and and, then and like that away. and so then in january 1972 fred and rose were finally married and later in that year had their second child may june and so shortly after her name's may june yeah that's kind of precious yeah it's and it's spelled m-a-e like our middle names yeah like our middle names yeah and so cute shortly after giving birth to the second child rose began to work as a prostitute um she operated in an upstairs upstairs room at their residence and she like advertised services you know local newspapers magazines um but she was also just known to have a lot of sexual partners like rose liked her sex you know I mean, yeah. good for her yeah. if she wasn't also a horrible human If she being. wasn't fucking terrible towards everyone else, you know? But, um, I was going to say something else. But, anyways, but, like, so she had, like, this upstairs room that was, like, meant for just seeing clients. She would have sex with, like, people, you know, that, like, prostituting, but she would also just have, like, various affairs. And uh, Rose and Fred actually, like, engaged in regulatory and, like, threesomes. But took pleasure from basically like pain extreme bondage yeah strong measures of dominance pain and violence um 
specifically towards women and so Mm -hmm. to kind of like cater to this they had like a large collection of things and they had like a collection of videos depicting not only bestiality but like graphic sexual child like sexual abuse and so what the fuck yeah and by like so this is like a little bit of a time skip because just because like that way we don't have to like go back and forth but like so right now we're in like 1972 that's where the timeline would follow Mm -hmm. but just to kind of give some context Mm -hmm. by 1983 rose would have given birth to eight children holy at least three of whom were conceived by clients not fred but fred willingly accepted these patients as or excuse me his children as his own and like just to kind of like give some context like there's other children involved i think one just for like pre-context the reason i don't have a names for a lot of the other children is that after all this happens a lot of the children's names were names were changed identities were changed to kind of protect them so we only know about a couple of the children's names and things like that and the other ones like chose to protect their identity but like just to give context that there weren't just like four kids there there were eight kids and they were when they like they reached the age of seven they were like assigned like numerous chores they had to perform They were rarely allowed to like socialize and strict guidelines and with severe punishment. And so almost always they were like physically abused, mostly at the hands of Rose. But there were times as well that Fred became um, physically violent. And later, eventually, there would be a lot of sexual abuse towards the kids, not only um, Fred, but Rose as well. And so in later that year so kind of like back forward to 1972 fred and Mm -hmm. rosemary hired a young woman named caroline owens to work for them as a nanny um Mm -hmm. there's multiple times they would make some sexual advances toward her but she always said no kind of declined and then one night in december she tried to leave and they decided to hold her captive overnight Fred threatened that some of his friends would have her if she didn't stay and then he would kill her. So she complied. So they, during that night, sexual um, abuse happened, rape, very terrible things that both Rose and Fred participated in. And so the next day they released her. So they did not kill Caroline. They released her. And although... Did she run for the fucking hills? So she was planning to press charges, but she denied taking the stand so rose and fred would plead guilty for a low lower sentence and so he and rosemary so rose full name's rosemary don't think i mentioned that but were only fined 50 dollars for indecent and didn't serve any time nope so again i cannot blame you know not wanting to take the stand against two people who probably put you through actual hell but it's baffling to me that nothing was done and especially when fred's name has been in the course before you know this is not the first time that something has been brought of him doing some shady shit yeah but then over the next six years they killed at least eight young women who made their way to like the 27 their street their house was the 25 cornwell street and they mm-hmm. also had like lodgers so like people who would stay with them which is how like they preyed on a lot of these women and so mm-hmm. um so like they were lodgers or like employees together so like a lot of these women sometimes would also take part in rose's prostitution things like that but the gotcha. first would be linda go uh she was a seamstress 
um, that the West knew personally. Um, she was thought to be the first sexually motivated killing conducted by the West. So, um, like Charmaine was thought to be killed in domestic, or excuse me, um, mm-hmm. fit and um, Rena. We're not really sure why he decided to just kill Rena, but yeah. Um, well, because she probably found out that they killed her daughter. I was gonna say like, it had to have you? been like yeah, killed daughter. It, yeah. They think that that one's more of, like, an information, you know, like, trying to keep mm-hmm. shit under wraps. And so... Yeah. Um, where was I? Linda. Yeah. Linda lived with them, and she moved into the house on April 1973, and she had mm-hmm. several affairs with lodgers there, and she evidently was asked to leave the house that she lived at because she had hit one of the children. But her body would be hit found. Hit one of the children fred, that, and yeah, fred and rose's children and that gotcha. that's what like they, they use is like they asked her to leave so she didn't live there anymore mm-hmm. but then, then she disappeared she disappeared um and i also i think i have it pulled up but following like her disappearance her mother actually traveled to the house and was like hey trying to figure out like what happened to her daughter and rose answered mm-hmm. the door wearing linda's clothes and slippers and she stated she was asked to leave because she hit one of my kids and that she moved to find work at another town. But her remains were buried in an inspection pit beneath the garage, which was later converted to a bathroom. So she would be buried. And then so um, the next victim would be in November 1973. So a um, couple months after Linda and her name was Carol Ann Cooper. She was just 15. Another Anne. I know. Anne was a popular-ass name this era. <laughs> Good lord. But Cooper was aged just, or excuse me, yeah. So Carol Cooper was just 15 when on the night of November 9th, she was allowed to spend the night at her grandmother's house before a doctor's appointment the next morning. Um, she attended that appointment, met with her boyfriend, and then she ended up walking down Carmel Street. Then... It is thought that while she was walking down the street, um, she was abducted by Fred while waiting to board a bus. And so she was killed and she was, I think she was also in the cellar. So they buried her in Mm -hmm. the cellar as well. And so a lot of these murders, we don't really know what happened or took place or how much involvement rose or fred each had in it because one yeah. rose is like i'm innocent i didn't do anything mm-hmm. and we'll find out more about fred here in a bit so we're just going to kind of go through each of them because i think all of them deserve a name yeah kind of who they are i want to focus on them just as much as we focus on the scumbags absolutely um yeah yeah but in december that same year um lucy Catherine parlington disappeared from a bus stop on her way home after christmas She was a 21-year-old English student. Um, She had come home for Christmas, and she left a friend's home in a rush to get to the last bus to kind of get catch the bus to, like, her parents' or her family's um, place. Um, It Mm -hmm. was believed that she was abducted from this bus stop, and she would be found 20 years later dismembered in the cellar of the Cornwell Street house. Um, This is a disgusting question, but were the previous two also dismembered? So... Are, do they are they like stick into a pretty concrete mo i think that like yeah i think it's a pretty 
yeah that's they were all dismembered because it later comes out that like each of them were missing like certain specific bones that they thought were keepsakes that fred and rose were keeping which is why they knew that he had an mo and why he thought they like connected him to like rena's murder or bodies that weren't necessarily buried within the house because it had the same mo that he had so like and were connected to him yeah so they were all dismembered um okay but i think lucy yeah so lucy was murdered but they actually held her captive over a week like torturing her raping before they finally killed her and so poor girl like during that time fred actually was treated for a laceration on his face which is thought to have been inflicted due to lucy yeah Mm -hmm. um and same thing in 1974 um Uh, She was a student, 21-year-old Swiss sociology student, and she planned to Mm -hmm. hitchhike to Ireland for Easter. Um, Her family reported her missing, having not heard from her for some time, and prosecutors Mm -hmm. believe she was abducted again from, like, a bus stop. So there's definitely an MO of, like, people hitchhiking, people traveling, um, that was, she was abducted, was killed, and Fred would later build a fake chimney over her grave where she was buried. So... And next would be um, Shirley Hubbard. Um, same thing. She mm-hmm. was just 15 at the time of her be- death. And <sighs> same thing. She was found reported missing and she had been abducted by the West and her body would be found when everything kind of goes down and they mm-hmm. lead an excavation in the basement. But mm-hmm. her body was also found in the cellar floor. Mm-hmm. and then Juanita she was born in or excuse me she was this was like the summer of 1974 and she would okay. later actually begin living in the house as well same thing she would go missing her body would not be found until they get into the house excavated oh. and then then it was Shirley Ann Robinson and so this was the first victim during this time to be buried outside the house and so robinson had an affair with fred west and by autumn 1977 she was pregnant with west's child it was initially claimed that she had moved to scotland and that like she would just like have left everything but again Mm -hmm. later her body would be found in this basement and when questioned about it rosemary west herself pregnant with her daughter pregnant with one of their daughters at that time same time of the murder Mm -hmm. claimed she did not remember her and Basically, prosecution is like ludicrous. There's no fucking way you didn't know shit about this. Yeah. But so, especially if she's pregnant with your husband's baby. Exactly. So it Fred murdered another pregnant woman. So. Um, Who and how did you say how far along she was? It did. This one didn't state how far along she was. Um, they just know that gotcha. she was pregnant at that time. And so, gotcha. the last like sexual motivated kill would be allison chambers um she just appeared before her 17th birthday she was 16 and same thing um she had been seen living at the cornwell street throughout the summer went missing mm-hmm. her body would be found buried underneath the patio and so it's unknown if the west killed more over like the following years i think allison yeah. let me make sure here i think allison's death was in 1979 so okay it's unknown like during those like 
until we get to like 1987 if there was like mm-hmm. more killing um there weren't any more bodies buried on the property but as we know there were other bodies that were not buried on the property that fred yeah. um um confessed yeah. to murdering um yeah but there are some girls that are known to have been abducted raped and then released so we're not sure how many women there may have been okay. that discovered these but like we kind of started at the beginning 16 year old heather west would be the final victim of fred and rose their own firstborn child there is no evidence that she was aware of the killings, but she was heavily sexually abused by her parents, physically abused, and she actually ended up telling her friends about what had happened to her. So after she made these like claims to her friend, she would suddenly mm-hmm. go missing in 1987. Rosemary would claim that she had gone to Wales with a lesbian lover um fred would say that she had gotten a job their story would change many many times and it would actually eventually lead to their downfall but some time does pass from 1987 and so in 1992 fred raped his 13 year old daughter louise several times within a few week period even filming it and so louise disgusting this brave brave courageous little girl told a friend about what had happened and mm-hmm. that friend told her mom, and it led to the police being called and led to a search of the West's home. They found Good. several videos, but not containing the evidence or the video of Louise's yeah. um, assault. But mm-hmm. since she, the 13-year-old had made, like, a full statement with, like, a specially trained solicita- solicitator, like, describing what had happened, um, mm-hmm. and even confining with, like, the police that the sexual abuse had begun since she was 11 years old and her like yeah and so after this point all the children were removed from the household and placed into foster care Mm -hmm. and examinations revealed evidence of physical and sexual abuse and they also kind of admitted that so like when the children were interviewed they kind of told about how their mother inflicted most of the physical abuse and their their excuse me their father frequently said if they told anyone about the going-ons in the household they would be buried under the patio like their sister heather so my god they tell the police this and just one second i got like my okay i like there we go i just needed to tilt the screen (laughs) let me give me one second here okay but basically i don't know why i wrote it like this but long story short is um the investigating officer hazel savage had heard of fred while he was in a relationship with rena costello so when another girl was raped by fred came forward the police obtained a search warrant because Mm -hmm. listen hazel savage she was not playing any games she was like good for her i've heard your name (laughs) yeah she's like i heard your name we're not gonna (laughs) let shit slide and so in august um of that year they searched the house for evidence of child abuse and fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor and rose was arrested as an accomplice um and then like i said the children were in place of the government at that time but unfortunately the rape case would fall apart because louise did not want to testify and 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 or excuse me may june got very um also because she had made statements as well that they were going to use in court she got scared, did not feel like she... I mean, they're young girls. Like, they're 13. Yeah, they're 13 and, and like, stuff. Like, 10. No. They're, they're not going to feel comfortable, you know? Like, that's so horrible. But, even, like... 
even if you weren't going to talk about your dad's sexual assault of you, which is yeah. traumatic by itself, even if you were just 13, getting up and talking on the stand alone about something else it's, would be terrifying. Exactly. And I can't imagine. I mean, they were pretty cut off, like, you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, think about they had to know that, like, Heather went missing. Like, they knew they are probably their sibling better than anyone. And Heather goes yeah. missing because she starts yeah. talking to other people. They had to have been so scared. Yeah. But we're girls. Yeah. But of course, like I said, Hazel, not buying shit. She became very suspicious of the West past as well as the disappearance of Heather. Because after having like the re- interviews with like the West children, they like knew mm-hmm. how threatened they felt by Fred, especially when they could be buried under the patio like their sister. So she obtained another search warrant to have the property like dug up and of course once this shit starts happening they start saying because like i said earlier their stories kept changing on where heather went and like yeah so fred actually ended up confessing to heather's murder in custody and then when they did the digging and more and more human bones kept coming up fred confessed to having committed the murders alone to protect rosemary bullshit Fred. however he would not admit to raping any of the victims saying that they wanted to have sex with him if i if i fuck this man fuck this man i is he dead if he's not dead we'll get i'm gonna go that. visit him we'll, we'll get into that but um soon enough the bodies of like you know Anne mcfall charmaine turned up as well so like Seeking to protect herself, Rose kind of, like, cut contact with her husband. Like, cut cut, cut contact with Fred because yeah. she was like, oh, shit, I gotta save my ass. And yeah. on December 13th, 1994, he would be charged on a dozen counts of murder. But on New Year's Day, he hung himself in his cell at the Winston Mother Green prison with a knotted bedsheet. And it was, I read it and... So he had been on an intense suicide watch for several weeks when he was first brought in. Evan, they got lax mm-hmm. with it because they're like, oh, he's cool now. We don't have to do it. And literally, like, I the day fuck. after they let up, he committed suicide. And so... Motherfucker. Um, I mean, God is gone, but, like, you it just, just doesn't feel like it, Yeah, I just don't feel like there's any justice because he just... No. Yeah. He just died. But Rose was also put on trial in the end, first for rape and then for murder as well. She never confessed to any of the murders and the evidence against her was largely circumstantial. Um, an um, An important witness was Janet Leach. I couldn't find out more about her, um, but it was like, I think it was someone that Fred had an affair with, but... She oh. revealed that Fred had told her that Rose had been involved in murders and even killed Charmaine and Shirley Robinson on her own. So, witness says this, and so on November 22nd, 1995, Rose was found guilty on 10 murders and sentenced to life in prison. She will never be released. And although she maintains her innocence, she announced in 2001 she will not try to appeal her conviction. So, she's... She's accepted it. Yeah, she's sitting in prison. And so, um, it, a year after, like, that trial, because, like, after the trial in 1996, the 25 Cromwell Street house was completely demolished, and the site Good. turned into a pathway. But Good. that is 
kind of rushed the ending there a little bit just because like i was kind of i this was one that i was writing about them and i kind of got over writing so much about them because i scum of the earth like no fuck fuck these guys so i was like after i kind of got into the victims i was like yeah fuck these guys i'm not (laughs) we'll talk about what happened to them but i'm not giving them the time of day because but yeah i know that a lot of the their children um i think Anne marie who was from his first marriage with Mm -hmm. rena um she actually ran away at one point from the house and made her escape Mm -hmm. and when she heard that fred was going to be on trial for the rape of louise and like you know fred said i didn't do anything wrong and marie actually came forward and was like i will tell you everything that needs to happen so like she good for her yeah and so we're a brave exactly and so i think like i said most of their kids ended up in like foster care names were changed Mm -hmm. to kind of protect them and they were kind of um to the best of their ability kind of tried to shield them from like the events that would follow with this because obviously like i said their the trauma and abuse that they went through is crazy like there was things that i read that i'm like all girls no so they actually had a couple sons too and those were the two i think all the sons names were changed stories were kind of like they never spoke out about any of it um but they Mm -hmm. it was noted that um evidently rose would sexually abuse the boys as well so like that's why it's like everyone in this family like suffered so poorly at the hands of these two fucking scumbags and so but yeah and like i said i'm just again if i could bring fred back from the dead and curb stomp his ass i would fucking do it yeah same if i could sprinkle some shields if we could give him some fucking into his eyes (laughs) yeah so that is uh i think that one's heavy yeah they had fred murdered 12 women rose accompanied him on some of those and like i said she is thought to have like committed her own but it's like i think it's one of the most infamous serial killers in the uk but i look try to look into it more of like any updates and the only update they had was that like they had um done an excavation of the cafe to try and see if they could find mary's body but they have not but he did fred did confess to killing her but they have no Mm -hmm. remains and they couldn't charge him for it because um they They didn't have a body so they couldn't directly link it but i wonder if rosemary knows because she's still alive right uh that's a good question i let's find out if this i think she is yeah august well august 22nd of 2023 she was gonna be 70 years old in november oh yeah i I think i'm reading the same article that you are yeah still pleading total innocence wait oh never mind yeah i'm seeing that she's still alive gross ew Ugh. i think it's harder like when it's like not just like a you know a man because this most of the time like in that era there were men doing yeah nasty horrible yeah. disgusting shit well but it's even worse when it's like a duo and and parents the mother of children the mother yeah oh Fuck like fucking hate shit. these guys i fucking, like i said i was like that's like i said like i'm sorry the last couple like paragraphs last no. time i kind of went through were rushed but i was like after kind of going through each of the victims all the shit that happened i was kind of done i was like i fucking put a lot of work into this shit but i'm done writing about these assholes like fuck yeah them 
And all I need to know is they got their justice. Exactly. They got the shit they deserve. And God bless Hazel um, Savage, the investigating officer, for sticking with it. Because I I do generally feel like it could have happened. Same thing where, you know. He got off. Yep. He got off. Because, oh, my God. It was like fucking three dimes. Like I said, I will never blame the woman for not taking the stand. But I am still so Mm. upset that no one still kind of like. If it's a pattern, it's there's like a, obviously it wasn't an like issue. One time, this was a several times this man had been brought yeah. before a court and questioned about these things, and no, like you know, no one from the justice department was like, "Oh yeah, we should probably keep an eye on him," or like, "Hmm, you guys sense a pattern happening here?" I feel like something might be going on. Like, fuck you guys disgusting i hate them both so fucking dude i hate them both. i see this picture and i fucking want to i yeah i looked them up when you were like first oh fucking disgusting knock those bitches out oh my god gross fucking... i don't know i'm literally speechless besides i disgusting, uh, i know gross in motherfuckers <laughs> these fucking piles of dog shit that deserve to be kicked in the throat repeatedly yeah i don't believe in the death penalty but i believe they should get i don't know karate chopped it's their adam's apples jesus christ i fucking hate them like i'm so upset now like i'm more fired up now and it's just just so fucking sad like i don't (sighs) and those poor kids i know those poor kids like people ask me why i'm into true crime and i think it's because i just can't fathom as someone i feel like we're pretty deep empathetic people and so I just first mm-hmm. can't fathom the idea of someone wanting to hurt someone like this. You know? No. Like, it, yeah. it makes me sick, and I know how terrible it is, but, like, for some reason, like, you know, I, I like true crime, and obviously we're here. I like to look into it, and I like to remember the victims, because mm-hmm. I think it's so shitty that a lot of times all you hear is their names. About the killer or perpetrator. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just... Here's yeah. the other thing. I think crime, because... I am so close to my family, Mm -hmm. and I love them so much. I think crimes that happen in a family, like kids killing parents, parents killing kids, parents abusing kids, that shit just, like, unsettles me. I mean, everything unsettles me, but, like... But it is, like, it's, like, one of those things that's kind of, like, that certain... That's the person who's supposed to take care of you. Exactly. It's what it means that, like, these are... Oh, it just makes me sick to my stomach to know that these kids probably had no idea what love was besides their siblings, you know? I hope I hope they all got so much therapy. I, I hope they have found loving people that just take care of them so much. I think that Anne Marie actually has a book out. I'm almost positive I, that she wrote a book on her Let me see here. Yeah, out of the shadows. So, if you want to look more into it, read her book. I don't. Yeah, if like if you wanted to look into it, I don't want to hear anything about it ever again. Support her, <laughs> but if you also don't ever want to look into it again, don't because, like I said, oh my god, oh shit. my god, they have a picture of Charmaine. What, dude? Oh, so sweet. Oh my god, I'm so upset now. She's so cute with her two little front teeth. Oh my god. I'm gonna go watch something that will not make me think about that. 
Yeah, Jake, I don't know what Jake's watching you out there, but it's going to have to be something happy. I can't watch another serial killer documentary no, tonight. No, I... No. But, thanks for listening. Sorry it's so heavy. <laughs> I don't know how people don't end the episode every time just being like, fuck, man. Fuck. <laughs>